yeah, like I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure when I will be able to go to see my family, and but I'm lucky that I left. I, I went last fall. Like it was around uh, like late October and November, so I think that it's like less than a year now. But but still. Hello and welcome to Deep Dive from the Japan Times. I'm Oscar Boyd. Back in May, I talked to my colleague Magda Sumi about Japan's entry ban list, which is stopping foreign residents of Japan from leaving or returning to the country, even as Japanese citizens are able to do so. Today, we hear an update from Magda as some of Japan's foreign residents start to be allowed to return to the country. Magda, welcome back to the podcast and thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So last time we spoke, it was at the end of May when it was first becoming apparent the extent to which Japan's foreign residents were trapped either inside or outside of the country. Yes. What's the situation now? What's changed since then? The point is with this entry ban that for some people, not much has changed since uh, since we last talked and since they either got stuck abroad or are trying to are thinking about leaving Japan. When we talked about this these restrictions uh, in May, I assumed that at least ten thousand people may be affected by these uh, restrictions at that time. And now we see that the problem is much bigger than I and everyone else anticipated. About two hundred thousand people with valid visas were abroad when Japan imposed the these restrictions and about 90,000 were told that they're not allowed to return now after all these months Japan finally uh, started accepting applications for allowing all people who, uh, regardless of uh, their their visas Japan is now finally allowing them to return. But the change is only refer- only applies to people who left the country before, before the ban. And the exact date of that ban depends on each individual country and when it was added to Japan's travel ban list, right? Yes. So for example, a person wanting to return from the UK would qualify if they had left Japan before April 2nd, but a person wanting to return from India would qualify if they had left before May 27th, which is much later. So am I right in saying then that for all those who left Japan for a country after it was added to the travel ban list and who don't qualify for travel under humanitarian grounds are still prevented from returning to Japan, even if they have their residence here? So this policy change applies only to people uh, who left before their destination was added to the entry ban list. But those who left after these restrictions were imposed and uh, on, the, on, the, on their uh, countries and those who are trying or planning to leave right now, they're not really allowed to re-enter un- unless they have any reasons that the government sees as humanitarian grounds. So the government announced the ability for non-Japanese residents to travel under humanitarian grounds in mid-June with the aim of reuniting families and allowing people to visit family members in critical condition or attend the funerals of those who had passed away amongst a number of other reasons. Do we know how many people have been able to travel to and from Japan on humanitarian grounds? 
when the government said that it um, it allows people to return if they have some emergencies and um, on other humanitarian grounds. Many people started calling the immigration agency officials and I know that they are getting between 100 and 200 calls a day. And a woman who contacted me and shared her situation uh, with me said that she called the officials to ask whether she could uh, return under on those humanitarian grounds. And what was her situation? This woman had some family members dealing with serious medical conditions, and she's the only one who can fly to see uh, see the family. When she the, shared the the story, uh, the situation of her sick family members with immigration uh, officials. One of them told her that if one of the family members died, she would be able to return, which is really sad because I expect the, these uh, immigration officials to show some uh, compassion, to, to, to see a human being in these people trying to return to their lives here and not just a case where someone can easily be rejected just because he or she doesn't doesn't meet these requirements. And this bureaucratic uh, system in Japan has made this whole process so confusing. If someone's told something like that and an immigration official says to them that their family member has to die for them to be able to travel overseas, do they have any option to appeal to anyone else or is that the final word on the matter not really it's like uh, foreigners now are at the mercy of uh, of officials of immigration officials and the government officials here the pandemic is still ongoing and the number of infections is still growing so the way how the government is is handling this needs to change to take into consideration the situation of foreign nationals because Japan may lose foreign talent who will leave, uh, who will move their headquarters of uh, their businesses outside of Japan because they're kept without any clear message when they will be allowed to, to come back. Yeah, it's one way to make someone feel incredibly unwelcome in a country is to deny them entry at the border, but but still have them paying taxes and rent and everything else for a life that they're no longer being allowed to live. So to sum up the current situation, if you don't qualify to return to Japan under humanitarian grounds and you left Japan after the ban was imposed, or you'd like to leave Japan now and still don't qualify for humanitarian grounds, you'd still be refused entry to the country. Yes. Is there any sign of this changing soon? In the future, yes. But uh, last time when I asked some uh, government officials about it, they they told me that, of course, they're planning that. But uh, we don't now that the the pandemic is still ongoing and the number of infections is growing. Also in Japan, we still don't know when this will be possible. And I think that I understand that the problem, the biggest problem in this, is the testing capacity at airports and uh, it's one of the biggest challenges that is actually stop that's 
that has halted this process of allowing people to return to Japan. But it's August, and I think that this this could have been a an excuse in May, in April or May, but now it's August. Yeah, and what's so frustrating about this whole debacle is that systems are in place to allow Japanese citizens to return to the country if they travel abroad. How is Japan defending the different rules applied to its citizens compared to its international residents who don't have Japanese nationality but still have their lives in Japan? Is it not just a blatant form of racism? Um, let's be honest. There is no scientific rationale for uh, differentiation between uh Japanese nationals and foreign nationals here. And I think that this, the, this, this ban may be a result of just unplanned idea, that something that, that wasn't really thought through. But as a result, uh, it's, whether it's racism or not, this shows that there are some double standards in Japan. Because, as we know, many countries have started allowing tourists to uh, in uh, into their countries, and Japan Japanese nationals can travel to Europe, uh, to many countries in Europe freely. And we saw that in March, we saw that in recent months, and even a few weeks ago, we see still see reports where Japanese national uh, is found to have been infected uh, after arriving. So I think that it's not like the virus is attacking foreigners and it's not, uh, and Japanese people cannot be infected. Yeah, exactly. And to your point that it's now August, I agree with you that you could perhaps forgive the Japanese government for an ill thought through policy back in March or April or even early May and perhaps give them some leeway to fix it. But the fact that they've maintained this openly discriminatory policy between citizens and the country's foreign residents for months on end does make it feel very deliberate. And it's really not surprising to see that so many people feel so frustrated by the government's ineptitude with this policy. I know I'm frustrated. I would love to know when I can plan my next visit to see family and friends back home. Yeah, like I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure when I will be able to go to see my family, and but I'm lucky that I left. I, I went last uh, fall when it was around uh, like late October and November. So I think that it's like less than a year now, but but still. You said that initially you thought there'd be about 10,000 people affected by this, but the true figures stand somewhere around 200,000, much more than anyone had expected initially. So it's a pretty big deal, and there must be a lot of pressure from international groups. So what kind of efforts have we seen from embassies and other internationally-minded bodies and businesses both inside and outside of Japan, to try and resolve the situation for those who are stuck? In recent months, many organizations, many uh, business lobby groups 
have issued statements and have called for the government to uh, reconsider these policies. Also from uh, universities, uh, as many stu- foreign students and people with such visa statuses, like uh, student visas, were among the largest uh, groups of people affected by these entry restrictions. And without international students, some universities may not be able to continue to operate. And how has the government responded to this criticism from universities, businesses and other groups? So I see that uh, some uh, the pressure from business lobby groups and universities has led to some changes in uh, maybe not the policy itself, but in the government's attitude towards these people. So I, I, I'd like to uh, believe that casting the spotlight on these, this problem has also helped with this change. When the government said in June uh, that um, it's allowing some people to, to return or leave temporarily and uh, return to Japan if they have some pressing issues like a health emergency and a relative's death. It all came following uh, harsh criticism, not only from those individuals affected by the ban, but also uh, universities and many uh, groups supporting. So in, in July, the American Chamber of Commerce in Japan called on the government uh, to change its policy and people who have called for the change they it's not like they're asking for some privileges or like some beneficial like different treatment what they are stressing is that foreign nationals just like japanese citizens are contributing to japan's economy on the same level they are Working here, there are they many people have uh, lived here for decades, and they have been paying taxes, they have been paying rent, they have been paying their bills. They're working here, and they have built their lives here. For those who do qualify to return to Japan under the August policy, what's the process for returning actually like? The main thing is that everyone who tries to return to Japan now needs to undergo coronavirus tests before coming to Japan. And foreigners who want to return need to uh, submit proof that they uh, were tested within 72 hours before boarding their uh, their plane and have to have permission to re-enter. And these, well, this permission uh, can be received from uh, local Japanese embassies and uh, consular offices. So everyone needs, needs to go their uh, local Japanese embassy before coming back. But the, the problem is that many countries... Uh, don't have a system where you can get tested if you don't have any symptoms, if you don't have any health issues. And many, in many cases, uh, results don't come back within three days. Do the procedures make it, you know, are they so stringent that it becomes almost impossible to return 
to Japan, even though there is now a system in place to do so. Are、yes. these requirements actually almost impossible to meet for a lot of people? Yes, for many people, these、uh, restrictions are not really won't change their situation because、uh, it's almost impossible to to meet these requirements for entry. You said to me before we started recording that you believed that you'd actually made yourself quite unpopular at the foreign ministry by going around and pursuing people and asking these kinds of questions about what's going on at the border. Do you think these questions and the pressure from other groups are shifting? The government in a more positive direction or a more useful direction for the foreign residents who are trapped. I'd like to believe that without media reports and、um, without all the pressure from uh, business uh, groups or people affected by、uh, by this entry ban, I think that. I'm afraid that the situation could have been much worse now, because apparently the, the problem of、um, these entry restrictions and on the, the entry of foreigners is not a high priority for the government. So、uh, I'm I'm hoping that what I what I want to hear when I'm asking questions is like the answers when will the when the government will actually start setting some Clear、uh, timelines and some regulations that will actually help people plan for their future. And even even though it's already August, the government has no plan for people、uh, are foreign nationals in Japan. And apparently, it doesn't. They don't have any plan for、uh, for the next weeks, for the next months. So. This should have been considered in April when the、uh, restrictions were imposed. So you think there needs to be more pressure from outside organisations on the government to try and force its hand to take action and resolve this situation for its foreign residents? Yeah, I think so. I think that the the、uh, the pressure has helped、uh, get some、uh, responses and. The funniest thing in this is that these the changes the government is、uh, trying to implement now in response to the、uh, to the pressure and to the、uh, to criticism, it's not open. It's not. It doesn't come in、uh, in the form of a statement or、um, or a clear policy change. We get messages from、uh, foreign from the foreign ministry. Uh, on Friday evening, we get changes on the website on Friday night. This is this isn't how it should be done. I think I I, I do believe that foreign nationals should be seen as part of the community here and part of the society. Well, Magda, thank you very much for joining us today, and please do keep up your excellent reporting. Thank you for having me, Oscar. That was Magda Osumi, and links to her reporting are in the episode notes. I'd also recommend checking out the reporting by Mega Wadwa, who's been looking at how the travel bans have been affecting Japan's Indian community. If you like deep dive, then please consider rating it or reviewing it on whichever podcasting platform you use. Or if you want to get in touch with us directly with ideas, comments, suggestions, whatever, email us at deepdive at japantimes.co.jp. 
or you can send me a message directly via Twitter. My account is at omhboyd. Thank you as always for listening, and until next time, Podscatter's on.